DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weird. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. Wait a minute. Okay. down, Jim. Really? Just me? That was that was Danny. That was Danny <laughs> sucking the fucking air out of the room. <laughs> I'm stuck on a planet. Look, all the fucking shuttles just left. I'm fucked. So, yay me. <laughs> Yeah, because they were like, fucking Jim's bringing the planet down. Let's everyone get on these shuttles and just leave his ass here. No, he's still doing that that garbage, uh, you know, podcast once a week. <laughs> we're going to leave him here. We know what we are. <laughs> we left the Wi-Fi on a timer, and the moment we break Atmo, Wi-Fi signal just cuts out. So. <laughs> you can't even call for help. <laughs> it's just Jim's there. frozen laughter for a moment, and then it flickers out, and you never hear from him again. <laughs> it's sort of like that show last man on earth but like more dystopian and with less survival instincts so i'm pretty excited guys this is our second iteration of pitch slapped yes and we had such a good time with it before um and danny won so he gets to be the judge what the Go hell me. is pitch slapped So Pitch Slap is, what we did is we gathered a shit ton of actual movie titles from B-movie, schlock movies, just just the worst titles we can. We put them in a list, and what happens is is Danny's going to message each of us a movie that we have to pitch based solely on the title. And then he will judge on five factors between a a factor of one, one and five how well he thinks it'll do in each category. And Danny, do you have the categories? No, I don't. And I came wholly unprepared because what you sent me was one giant long list of shit. I got to teach you how to send shit individually so I can just <laughs> forward them to people. Yeah, um, the categories are in our group chat. If you go back a little bit to about 1.17 p.m. It's like creativity, oh, marketability. Boo-hoo merchandise yeah create creativeness appeal marketability cohesiveness mpaa rating don't feel bad danny i think i helped create this and i didn't even remember how it worked (laughs) yeah i know that's okay it's like i sent my i sent three um pitches to danny instead of titles (laughs) of movies and he's just like these are hilarious but they're not what i need <laughs> Not even like, remotely, but I appreciate like, oh. your efforts. Don't yeah, think well, I don't. Okay, good. I'm glad. So no. the the I winner of the anything. whole thing will get to pitch a very special movie and get to do the Patreon plea. That's right. Yeah. I so if you win this, Travis, you get to beg for money for us. <laughs> wow! What an incentive! <laughs> Holy crap! Oh, wait till you hear the actual Patreon, please. They get downright threatening, borderline slanderous, and or yeah, when Danny does, or very sexual. 
or sexual, you know, yeah. we're just all <laughs> disturbing. We run a gambit. We run There's a There's a reason of why we have Patreons and you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We run a range of emotions yes. and that range Thank is you, Samantha. Ranch. Thank you for getting all of our Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, Danny, fucking... as judge of the change, it is up <laughs> to you to pick who goes first. Like a menopause game show. Well, since you know Travis doesn't know anything about this at all, I was know. tempted to throw him under the bus, <laughs> but I'm going to throw James under the bus first. Good. Because yeah. That's not how Axl Rose says it. Well, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to type. Boo. (laughs) James, you were on deck. (laughs) All right. Well, deck me. Okay. Deck it. Deck it. Guys, I have. A super exciting movie to pitch to you. You guys are not, you got stick with me on this. Uh, I think this is, uh, I, I think this is going to have loads of airplay on the Hallmark channel. Um, mm, so it's the story. story of this uh, career minded gal. <clears throat> and she meets, she meets this great guy, the love of her life. They, they meet, they fall in love and everything's great until she finds out that he's a cannibal and but she loves him she loves him she's she's gonna stick with them she's she's accepting she's gonna look past that the only thing that she she wants from him is is that he just he doesn't eat any of her family that's the the only caveat and and they manage to find love and happiness. They have children and they raise their children half cannibal, half Catholic. You know, so there's that juxtaposition. Um, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be heartwarming. And and we'll call it. Please don't eat my mother. Huh? Huh? What do you think? Please, please. <laughs> I like the please. I love the please. <laughs> it's polite. Um, question though. Is he a cook or a chef of any kind? He is like the number one chef in New York. Okay. Like Does every like restaurant wants dish? this guy to to come and refine their menus because he's just so good. Because I'm thinking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they had chili, you know, uh, uh, Sounds of the Lambs. There was a lot of brain eating in a non-zombie kind of way. He uh, does like curious, he does things with dish. kidneys that are just not to be believed. Um, cook the fuck out of a heart. See, it's, and I feel like you might have missed fuck. the bar on this one. Just out of sheer principle, like this seems like a better porn title. Um, with hmm. the adage, I felt of like that was low hanging fruit. As you know, as like a, a thing that can, we can do, a please don't eat my mother cookbook. Mm. That thing will sell like gangbusters at Christmas time. I love how it's yeah. low hanging fruit in the same orchard where a tree called "Don't eat my please don't eat my mother" grows. Please, but let's not go with the low lying porno fruit. 
I mean, you know, I, I can see the cookbook because Hannibal Lecter has a cookbook. Bob's Burgers has a cookbook. I'm saying um, TikTokers have a lot of cookbooks, um, but Stupid. I am getting some Fido vibes off of this. How are you differentiating between this and Fido? Because it's a love story set in New York with two professionals, not a, a zombie and, and his fucking weird ass necrophiliac keeper. Well, I don't like your tone. She's a potential backer of this film, and you're just going to come at her with that kind of energy. Um, Think like Sex in the City meets Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. All right. I got one working. I can work one to that. Um, now, see, again, the, the cookbook sounds like a logical step, but you just said it's a pretty populated market. We're going to have to separate ours in a different way what are your thoughts on well i've never actually seen a sam Ra- well, hold on just we just hear me out possibly reaching out to sam raimi and getting the rights to the necronomicon having your cookbook bound in human flesh i mean if sam's oh. okay with that i'm not opposed to it plus you right. know, how many cookbooks out there are the teaching end, you but... how to cook human flesh what rating are you shooting for i i'm gonna go with a hard r Hard there's, capital. There's going to be a lot R. of swearing in it, especially when she finds out he's a cannibal. Mm. Question. Honey, you ate the Jenkinses. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's got like a bib on or whatever. Well, at least we won't have to see him take his trash can out in his robe anymore, if you know what I mean. That's why I did it, sweetheart. <laughs> okay. You know, Judging I eat a time. lot of people and I never hear a thank you. Judging time. <laughs> James? Yes. For your creativity, I'm going to give you two. Really? Feel a little low-hanging fruit. All due respect. Nothing personal. Not your low-hanging, other low-hanging fruit. (laughs) Nothing personal. That's not eaten by a cannibal. Number two, appeal. I'm going to give you a fat one. A fat one? Because if Hmm. you're saying this is Hallmark Channel worthy, I mean, I'm not feeling it. And in and of itself, if you got Hallmark as a backer, that's that's a pretty hard no, no, sell no. for I, most audiences. I actually said it could be replayed on the Hallmark Channel. Exactly, I didn't say they would back it. Anything that's replayed on the Hallmark Channel, just go ahead and skip. Marketability. I'll give you a four. Ooh. Now, because right. the cookbook idea is solid, you could give them prime rib recipes, suggest that human flesh be utilized, and it could you. be a thing. It would be a funny, niche thing. Plus, you know, don't eat my mother t-shirts, eat me instead with an arrow pointing down. I mean, the t-shirts will sell like hotcakes. So I give you that. Cooking for as far as cohesiveness, I give you a full. Because it makes sense. A little boring, but it makes sense. So I give you that. <laughs> a little boring. It's a little. And as far as the rating is concerned that you're shooting for R, <laughs> I'm going to give you a one. And I'm going to mm. say that there's a fail, my friend. This is PG-13 at best. Yeah. Just saying, unless you want to showcase some hardcore actual cannibalism, I'm going to have to stick you there. Well, I don't see how you can have a movie about cannibalism and not show the cannibalism. But then how will it be replayed on Hallmark? You know yeah. they're not going to go for that. We'll have they to do edit the shit out of everything. They'll edit that. Yeah, well, it's gonna how much is that going to cost us? Exactly. Nothing. The back end, they do the editing. Right? 
We're paying Sam they have Raimi. To, they actually have to pay us to play the movie. We're paying Sam Raimi 30 points off the top just for the, the skin covered cookbooks, which are not moving, by the way. They're not moving they because that, that concept of the cookbook is so 2019. You should have gone with a meal prep delivery service branded Ooh, to the movie. That would have worked. And Travis, you're hired. you are getting continual income because you are getting them on a subscriber by, basis. By income, he means victims. So, I mean, either way, it's a win-win. Bingo. All right. Big Jim. <laughs> you are on deck, sir. Uh, you going to send me something? I okay. just did. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, all right. Mm. I forget. Are we? Yeah, we never mind. I answered my own question before I said the whole thing. Okay. Mr. Willick, please come in. Have a seat. Uh, so good to see you again. You <laughs> New security guards, I noticed. Uh, <laughs> I guess Mike and Phil didn't respond too well to my homemade mace, but I'm glad we're, we're not validating your parking this time. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Now they 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 repossess the the helicopter slash RV that I was making in that weird hobo town. Anyway, lots long story short, Front traffic down. was great. Um, I got an I got a a story idea for you, a movie idea for you, and uh, honestly, uh, you should get some more guards in here because this is going to be a license to print money. Okay, go ahead. In your mind's eye, I want you to picture a night, a rainy night in New Orleans, right? <clears throat> It's like we're leading up to Mardi Gras season. So we got a lot of locals walking around, kind of griping. They know the tourists are going to be coming soon. Now, New Orleans, very old town. And what is the, uh, there's a lot of history in this, in this old town. Also, the oldest profession, that's right, prostitution. Now, this story follows uh, a young adolescent male boy who is desperately trying to break into the uh, uh, prostitution ring that uh, is very popular, uh, very much utilized. There's an app when you get to New Orleans that's just like, you know, a fuck hub or whatever. And it's, it's very similar to what Travis was talking about where they just have someone delivered to your door in a way. And so he's trying to get on with that. And uh, he doesn't have the body for it, doesn't have the personality for it. And he gets kicked out of every audition that he goes to, no matter what he tries. He's got like different face paints. There's like a montage where he's got costumes and like face paint. You know, he's going as like Ziggy Stardust or uh, uh, like Braveheart. There's a lot of face paint, I'm imagining. Uh, A lot of stark colors. And then, uh, so he gets kicked out of all of them. And he's just sitting on a stump and he meets a voodoo priest. And the uh, priest gives him the option to make a wish to be like the most sought after prostitute in all New Orleans. Uh, and he just jumps at the, the, the chance to do it. Turns out though, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because now he's being uh, uh, brought into a bunch of celebrities that are coming to this Mardi Gras for whatever reason. We've got like Beyonce, we've got uh, um, Cardi B, Ellen DeGeneres, all these celebrities are coming and they're all using his services and the sex acts are getting more and more disturbing until it gets to a point where he really doesn't have any other option. And so he goes to the priest once again to ask whether he can uh, have the spell reversed. And the, the priest says, uh, totally, uh, it's just going to cost you one dick. 
And he's just like, uh, seriously? And he's like, yeah, I've reached contract. And then the contract appears and it says, you know, one dick. Didn't specify if it was his dick. That's where the Shyamalan twist comes in. Uh, he ends up uh, suckering a buddy into uh, a bad bar bet, gets his dick chopped off. He uses the dick in uh, the thing, gets the, the spell reversed. The movie's going to be called The Tale of a Voodoo Prostitute. We're looking at... Um, who are we looking at here? We're looking at Ryan Reynolds as the voodoo priest. Uh, we're looking at, um, oh, God. Uh, Jim, let me go ahead and stop you there. Okay, probably should have stopped me earlier, but that's fine. <laughs> I, really should have. I didn't because I wanted to see how far he'd flounder. But, okay, well, I mean, there's I a lot of rope here. Efforts. A lot of rope. A lot of rope. A lot of bear traps, too. What can I say? I like you to look great today, by a little the way. Bit. Has anyone told you that? You look phenomenal. You look oh, thank great. You. Have you thank lost you. weight? Have you, Lottery have you will get you everywhere. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, you know, a smart man would know <laughs> that, and you, sir, are a smart man. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. That being said, mm-hmm. creativity, I'll give you a four because nobody right. spins a yarn better than Big Jim Willard. Uh, Danny, goes can, can I interject nowhere. before you, no, you make that? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you give a lunatic Judge. a symbol's worth of power. Right, you know you done like, fucked up. I'm not now. playing the game. We're just judging and getting right the fuck to it. <laughs> Appeal. Now you it's mentioned Ryan week. Reynolds, so I would watch that even if it was hot garbage like Boltnet. So g- kind of the. I'm still only like, going to uh, give you a three. Okay. I was just going to say, imagine sort of like Bewitched, but instead of hot uh, Jennifer Hurley, I think her name was, uh, the the TV version of Weird Science, uh, the hot chick from that, also Kingpin, but that character, but instead, whenever she would appear, it would be Ryan Reynolds walking on various bizarre sex sacks and whatnot. He'd have a funny quip about it. It would make it kind of like a... I, 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 I'm hearing what you're putting down. Okay, I'm just, you know, I don't want to guilt Marketability. I'm going to give you a one. Yeah, we're going to get sued by a lot of people. That's pretty much a given. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So. so I'm going to go ahead and give you that one there. Cohesiveness, uh, I'll be generous and give you two. Wow, okay. Because honestly, it. like most of what you were saying just went right over my head. But you know what? I know it yeah. makes sense to you. And Not I really see this made. <laughs> now, what rating were you looking for here, Big Shoots? Ooh, this uh, will determine your rating. I would say at least so. eight inches. <laughs> Half staff, or are you pushing rope? I mean, it depends. It'll go, it'll be so like a roller rope. coaster of emotion and ejaculation. So, yeah, it'll be like a Gallagher show. They'll give out ponchos for the first three rows. Jim, I'm going to um, give you a one for that comment just because it was funny. Dicky. Thank you. <laughs> Probably more than it deserves. That's fair. That's fair. You know, you know what's really get. funny, Jim? Hmm. There's a whole time I was listening to you. I was like, this is the plot for Shock 'em Dead. Oh, shit. I think you might be right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I have a lot to think. Of. I have a lot to Google about. Right they there. can't all be winners. My That's good why friend. I wanted to interject with Danny because it's like you're you're no. giving him you're giving him credit for plagiarism. <laughs> Let's face so- it. Most good movies are. So it's a what? A four, a three, a one? You're at 11, good sir. Okay, 11. 
I, I am keeping track of these horrendous but it's, scores. Jim, it's a half you. staff 11, so you've got it. Yeah, yeah. At least it's... you're not pushing rope, buddy. <laughs> Travis! Yet. You're on deck. Or in this case, what on deck. What the hell? <laughs> that apparently is a real movie title. All right. <laughs> Mr. Uh... Don't ask me. It came so from James. <laughs> Hello, ah, Mr. Well. Box, welcome. Thank you for being yes. on time. Please just yeah. uh, mind staying on the plastic. So, That'd be great. Yeah. Trying out new assassins. Uh, you have to get rid of the trap door. <laughs> Sell uh, me this movie. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck this shit. Out. Flipped out. He's like, <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs> fucking smoke bombed out. Just like, out. Peace. Uh, that's a hard uh, pass. First off, uh, for for uh, for Danny, uh, fuck you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Strong that synergy. You know you love synergy. me. Um. All right. This uh movie takes place uh in the Lone Star State. Uh, and um, absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you are up on your geography. So, Utah, yeah. so the northernmost part of Utah, which is the Texas region, uh, is where oh, we man. will uh, set the movie. And it's around a suburban family. Um, and this suburban family, uh, dad works uh, with petroleum, the oil fields. The it's, it's, he, He's not like a mucky muck. He's just a, a an oil lineman. They have... Uh, middle upper middle class family mom uh two kids the two younger boys and uh, uh like mid-teen daughter uh, the mid-teen daughter is going through a rebellious phase as okay. most mid-teen daughters are wont to do uh, uh she, well yeah i mean that's that's so dad is uh out of the house all the time uh, mom is frantic with the two younger boys, doesn't have any time to pay attention uh, to the young miscreant. And she starts uh, getting into, you know, dark music and she starts smoking dope and she starts wearing heavy eyeliner and all of the all this stuff that you sit there and go, oh, OK, here's your face. Uh, the, the, the problem is one night um, she's out partying with a group of, of her bad friends and uh, they slip her uh, some acid uh, and she completely blacks out. She loses. And when she wakes up the next morning, she's back at home uh, and everything is OK. She doesn't know how she got home. Everything's she's not in trouble or anything. Um, but she finds a pom-pom in her room that was not there, was never there. How did it get there? She doesn't know. So she goes and accuses the two little brothers. The little brothers are like, Why, where would we get a pom-pom? We're, we're, we're young boys. So she's fine. Uh, so she hangs out with the, with the bad kids again and ends up uh, doing the acid again because why wouldn't you at that age? Uh, and, and wakes up again and in, in her room the next day, totally fine. Uh, only now she goes to school on, on Monday and she's suddenly popular and she doesn't know why. She has no clue 
why she people are coming up and they're waving and they're like hey and trying to high five her and shit and she's like totally withdrawing into even more of the darkness and the blah uh blah. so uh fast forward and we find out that the acid uh when she blacks out um uh turns her into a cheerleader and that is the most rebellious thing that she can think of doing is going out and being a cheerleader and uh she only figures this out later when she wakes up during one of her spells uh, on the sidelines of one of the games atop the triangle uh, and freaks the fuck out. And uh, the title of the movie is The Positively True Adventures of an Alleged Texas Cheerleader because Danny, fuck you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> What was your rating you were thinking about going for there, baby? There's no Long fucking title. rating. It's a made-for-Hulu movie, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> More of a ransom note, it sounds like. Interesting. Outstanding. Now, were you thinking of casting... about that. Were you thinking about casting uh, an actress to portray... Uh, yeah, well, the well, who, was the, or... who was the fucking blonde from Heroes? Because why the fuck not? Hayden Perry, Perriette, whatever the fuck her name is. Panty lines or whatever. Thank you. I thought he was going to cast Danny, which I thought would have been golden cast. Well, look, Danny's on the bottom of the uh, cheerleading triangle. Well, you know. I like to be a bottom. What can I say? I was thinking maybe just some mental illness. How, how, many, how many categories are there? Five. There are five. Five categories. Appeal, I better not score better than a four. <laughs> Total. I mean, I'm not going to lie. With a title like that, it basically wrote itself. Except for or the fact that you forgot two words wrote in that title. title. Well, you see, if somebody had sent them to me individually, wait, with there maybe were two some more words in that between, title? Yeah, the two more words. So the title should have been The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom. Well, that, well, that changes the fucking movie completely. <laughs> Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> bring it in Kathy Bates uh, and Rosie O'Donnell are going to play Siamese Mothers. There you go. Uh, <laughs> he just saved the movie. Call him back in. I'm a script doctor. It's what I do. That's right. <laughs> he can, he can punch here. it up. Nothing's fucked here. Okay. Story by. We can totally fix by. It's the same guy who came in and spun up, you know, Gremlins 2. Fucking yeah. Zack Snyder just left. We got to get Joss Whedon. We don't have Joss Whedon. Who do we have? Jim. Jim. Oh, shit. Better than Joss Whedon now. <laughs> Well, considering you were missing part of the title, thanks to somebody's lack of ability to send message cohesively, it's a it's pro mother. It's a pro mother film. I'll give you a two on creativity. Out of okay. sheer principle, the LSD was a good touch, a nice touch. <laughs> Appeal, I'll give you another two because let's face it, there's a train spotting crowd out there just dying for this movie. Hey, Travis, there's your four. Right, so I better get zeros on all the rest. <laughs> well, fuck you, I'm the judge, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Marketability, I give you a three. Because <gasps> I think we could sell all kinds of merch for, like, 
LSD droppers to pom poms. I mean, <laughs> cheerleader costumes, screams, Halloween, you know, gift shop on your way out kind of thing. A deluxe pom pom is just strips of LSD. Yeah, <laughs> you just ah, lick it. Just, just don't, don't try to cheer in the rain, folks. Um, you, you will have you, spirit, as, yes, you know. You will. <laughs> live your life. Uh, cohesiveness, I give you a two because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and neither did the main character, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Unreliable now, as far as, narrators are a thing. Now, as far as what your call was for the rating, the fact that this is a straight to Hulu original, I gave you a five, fucker. Wow. Because, well, yeah, yeah, they don't play by them rules. So you're 14, sweetheart. You're in the lead. Enjoy that. I think we can of all. Of course, I am. We can all figure out who <laughs> Danny's favorite is. Yeah, You're Sam, really. obviously. That yeah, remains everyone's insane. favorite. <laughs> I'm scared. As you should be. <clears throat> It's just because your uncontrollable profanity and fits of rage and tendencies to break the internet with your. What can I say? All right, Sam. Logic. It's usually pretty hot. You're you up. <laughs> you got this. I believe in you. All right. I think up next Take it to we that have place. a young lady by the name of Samantha Stark. She'll be uh, uh, coming in. Miss Stark, please come in. Have a seat. Yes. Would you, uh, would you like some water or something? Jim, go get her some water. Well, no, there's a ladle in the aquarium. Oh, okay. Was that careful new? of that ladle? Is it a saltwater tank? <laughs> it's a rental ladle, so please be careful with it. It's the ladle water. of minor inconvenience. <laughs> hey, if you you want water, there's water, okay? Whether there's salt in it or not, maybe maybe we should just say thank you for the salt. Miss Stark, you have the floor. Okay. So, picture it coming of age teen girls movie with a horror twist mm. all right not oh, horror. well horror excuse me horror, yes, got, horror. It. <laughs> got it not horror her horror well, um, i mean both it could be two things it could, it could, like, I mean, we could do an X-rated version of this, and then, we'll, but that's, Stop distracting you know. the presenter, Excuse Jim. Me. You're right. I'm sorry. You go ahead, please. We have plenty of time left. I can meander as long as I want. <laughs> My semi-chub 11 over here is just getting lonely. But please, break, continue. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we have our main character, our teenager girl that's coming into her own, is growing up, played by Zendaya, because she is so hot right now. She's in everything and everywhere. Coming straight off of Dune, walking right onto this awesome horror set. Horror. The edge of a cliff. Yes. Her career is going to go downhill after this. But right. that's okay. So. Those are fun to watch. She goes outside and her back is she's hearing scratching noises under the deck in the back, uh, you know, going out the back door. And is wondering what is going on. And she sees like some glowing eyes under the deck and more glowing eyes and more glowing eyes and it is a bunch of cats and they attack her and drag her under under the deck okay and then she emerges scratches all over her and then over the few next few days you see her changing her eyes are changing she's got ears now she's turning into a cat and the meowing and mm-hmm and the meowing and the mewling is getting more and more intense. And she starts getting, she starts feeling very, um, 
sort of, you know, coming, becoming a woman, figuring out what she likes, you know, in an intimate manner and is learning more about her body, but the cat scratches and everything and the changes in her body are, are more than that. She's turning into a cat. And then when she finally makes her transformation, her and all of her little cat friends go all over the neighborhood into all of their, uh, uh, whatever their sexual preferences, another female, another male, non-binary, whatever have you, whatever their preference is. Yeah, it's fine. We are not discriminating here. We are all inclusive in this movie and they are going to get it on with who they want to get it on with all night long. And we're calling this movie teenage cat girls in heat. We can have plushies sell cat ears at the premiere. We can give them away. So what is we can the, give uh, whiskers. Would, would you be opposed to doing Picklers? this animated? Oh, absolutely. That would yeah, be I mean, fun. Yeah. And we That's can make it really dark. I, I'm thinking very um, watership down. Ooh, with terrifying. With rats of Nim, secret rats of Nim. Terrifying. Okay. Now, what's the uh, what's the what's the antagonist? What is uh, what is it that the cat uh, orgy people are are uh, dogs? Of course. Yeah, it's, it's gonna get uh, so oh, all the pheromones wow. from the sexual activity keeps the dogs away. And the, those would be the boys and like the, the football team or a bunch of the teams called the Bulldogs. Yeah, She's dating there a guy go. named Tom Cat. All right. What do you think of her best friend for is Tabby movie, Miss Stark? <laughs> so the rating I'm thinking she was in Calico High is like a NC-17. All right, all right, all right. No, all right. no cats permitted under 17. Years <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, now is that human years or cat years? It's gonna be very specific. When it comes to a mm. wide, a wide I'm, release, yeah, go with, let's go with human years just to be on the safe side. Okay, all right, stickler. <laughs> You're gonna be narrowing down your profit margins. I'm just saying, or maybe you'll drive up interest. Who knows with the internet? And we can have a cat adoption at the premiere. Well, we give out cats, yeah. People can go away with new kitties. Got, uh, need, I got a sack of cats on my raise money on their face, whatever they like. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. fine. All right, I've heard enough. <laughs> right there. Oh, this is Shark Tank. Sam, sir. Creativity. I'll give you a three. Oh, okay. No Which is words. fair. Yeah. Considering I have oh, a considering you're not Travis. I have a lingering suspicion that you basically outlined probably the real movie. <clears throat> so I'm gonna give you mid road for that one. Appeal. I'll give you a solid four. Because I could see this bad motherfucker on Shutter. Just yes. saying. Marketability, I'm with you. There's a furry community out there who's just dying to see other furries look like jackrabbits on film. Yes, sir. And if it's like a pro furry film, it could yeah. do for them what uh, Hawkeye did for LARPing. Sure. True. There's that. For it's cohesiveness, solid shot. Sam, you watch way too much horror. And you understand the genre. So I'm going to give you a four. Wow. And for the rating that you gave, I felt it was accurate. So I gave accurate. you a five. Oh. Which brings yeah. your grand total up to 20. Yeah. Yay. 
Congratulations. I'm sure Travis is happy. Don't cheer too We're much, out. Travis. You got one more round to go. Oh, there's two <laughs> rounds of this shit? Yeah. Wait, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably lose some ground on the physical challenge, but you understand. <laughs> Actually, I was outlining um, a short story. I was it's not bad, though. 20 is going to be hard to beat. All right, James. You're up. All righty. And once we uh, once get... he decides to actually do it, there's a large entourage of security personnel. James, welcome once again. Oh, nice to see he's you. Still How'd here? you get past security? Yes, well. Man, they haven't fired your ass. <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you as well, James. I'm glad oh, to see Stitchy. Jesus. I'm set. <laughs> But, um, all right, all right. If he's got to be ready. here, I guess we can do this. Oh my God! The courts did say you had to, so I mean, uh, sometime today, James Robinson, we do have better okay. shit to do. I'm thinking at some point, an office comedy. <laughs> okay. So here's a guy. He's working in the office, and he just hates his life. He hates the office, but there's one bright spot in his day. Every day, he gets to print out copies, and he just loves this printer because it's it's amazing. And it just, I mean, it never, ever fails him. It's the one thing that he can count on. Well, reliable printer. Everything else in his life is shit, but the one thing he's got is this printer. Well, one day, there's cutbacks, and they've got to save money. So they're going to sell the printer off. No. Because that printer's in high demand. And they're going to get these really crappy printers to replace them. And he's just like, no, this can't happen. So he gets his buddy from IT. Because the IT guy knows where the printer's going. And they plan a heist to steal this printer. And they're going to. They're going to make their own business based around this printer. The one thing that they can count on. So it's a heist mission. And of course, because it's a comedy, like everything goes wrong. But in the end, it turns out that the printer wasn't what he was looking for. Because in the course of all this, he meets the love of his life. And she can't believe that this guy is dumb enough to go after a printer when you know printers are just printers and you got to open your eyes and see the bigger picture she doesn't get it at all i don't like her we're gonna call it laser mission (gasps) i love it take all of my money i think we'll rate it we'll rate it pg-13 for strong language and sexual situations because it's a printer, you know someone's put their ass on it. Okay. Well, I mean, clearly, but you know. So those office Christmas parties are wild. I'm gonna need a moment because I had an intimate relationship with uh, a printer <laughs> once. I was a printer scanner, uh, fax machine. It, it could do it all. It literally could do it all, and it took my heart. And so that movie was Laser Missionary. Laser Missionary. This well, is then- Laser Mission. <laughs> 
So he's a he's a devout monk who can't speak exactly and he can only <laughs> communicate with his printer and he runs out of like I don't know chartreuse or some shit. <laughs> so he's like, how am I gonna communicate with the fucking outside world? All right, all right, all right. Fair it's a play. Feature. Fair point to fair play. So again, you definitely took a creative approach here, bro. So I'm going to give you a four. Because, yeah. Did not see that coming. Because, yeah. <laughs> At this rate, I'm the judge. I don't have to explain myself for shit. I checked. The, I looked down the box and said, yeah, there was a check there. So, yeah. I said, yeah. <laughs> so for appeal, I give you a three. It kind of has an office fa- space kind of, you know, jive to it and. I can get into that. I feel like that's not terrible. Not great, but not terrible. Marketability, I gave you a two. Because I don't think we can sell laser jet printers anymore. I believe that company might be dead. But if it was still around, I mean, you might sell one. I don't like your anti-printer propaganda. Cohesiveness, I give you a four. Because you started strong with the heist movie between two dorks who literally have nothing better to do in their life. And he threw a romance in there. So I'm going to go ahead and give you that four. And as far as your rating was concerned, I felt like you were on point. I do want to see some more nudity in there for sure. But I gave you a five. Wow. Okay. So that brings that up to an 18 score for that last round. And what's that with both my rounds together? Well, that would be a nice fat 30. I got a long road to go. I'm losing this one for sure. Dude, I got 11, bro. (laughs) Samantha's sitting on 20. Yeah, so. Travis? I don't even get a shot. I'm changing the score here, boys. (laughs) Wow. My key card Travis back under the bus because he looks like he's got something to say. All right. That's the title? Yes, it is. Oh, gosh. I just love the reaction to the titles. That's right? That's, that's kind of why I wanted to segue, bro. Essie <laughs> just farted, tales. and it's so bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What's funny, Sam? On my screen, you're sitting next to Jim. This is Jim who farted. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, dog farts are the best. Uh, taste that nice. They're both wind. so gassy. Uh, oh my! But her butt is facing me. She's laying here on the ground. Her butt is facing me, and it's just like. Whoosh. Well, it's because she respects you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want you to miss the gift of the waft. Presenting. All right, so this is more of a timely thing, taking a a, a, a cue off of the, the the pandemic that's going on. So let's uh, let's delve a little bit into a life that we're used to. Um, this also is a workplace uh, drama, uh, and it is set more work from home because of the pandemic. Uh, So we open on a Zoom screen and our protagonist signs in early. Um, And, you know, you can see little traces of his life within the 
the camera view, nothing horrible. You know, he doesn't have a bong sitting out. There's no empty cans. He's got a dog that stays relatively quiet most of the time. And, you know, average pictures on the wall, nondescript, um, not even movie posters. He's just your average guy. But he signs on early, wasting time, drinking a coffee out of a out of a mismatched coffee mug that I'm sure he owns. And slowly but surely, the rest of his co-workers pop onto the, the Zoom call. And like always, uh, there's a few of them that are on mute. So he's like, hey, Betty, you're, you're, you're still on mute, unmute. Uh, and she doesn't unmute. And then like Charles goes, hey, Betty, you're still on mute. And Betty unmutes. And and this goes on and on. And he just, you know, it's it's his turn to make his presentation and they skip right over him. And he's like, ah, fuck, I must still be on mute. So he's hitting the mute button and it's not it's not changing off of unmute. Um, and so he he thinks, OK, maybe the batteries are, are out in my in my wireless mouse. So he replaces the batteries and he clicks it and it unmutes. Uh, and then he's like, hey, Charles, Betty, Joe, sorry about that. I had to put the batteries in the mouse. Uh, it's time for my presentation. And they still can't hear him. And he's like, hello, come on, guys. This isn't even funny. Because now he thinks it's just bullshit. He thinks that they're just, they all kind of got together. They're on teams, right? Just, and he's not in that group, just, you know, typing away going, hey, let's all pretend we can't hear him because he's just the boring one. Um, and then for the big Shyamalan twist at the end, he was dead the entire time. Bum, bum, bum. Outstanding. And we'll, we'll call the movie, I Am Here, now. <laughs> I like well it. I well like played. it. Well played. It's got yeah. legs. Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> From Fuck You, Karen Productions. <laughs> F-U-K. Yeah. F-U-K-L-L-C. <laughs> Two guys from Duluth Joint. That's right. All right. All right. All right. I'm not going to lie. Some creativity was there. It was there. Like you had me. You had me at the Some beginning. Some creativity was there. <laughs> it was there. I'm going to give you a three on creativity. Okay. <laughs> That look says I should have given you a two, but I gave you a three, so fucking deal with it. (laughs) Appeal, I give you a four, because honestly, more movies that take place over Zoom is actually kind of invited for me, because honestly, I find them to be quite enjoyable. Marketability. I'm only going to give you a three, because I think Zoom would be in on it. Well, yeah, that's like built. To, it's like you know, guaranteed money. I think that would be that, a that's time. guaranteed revenue right there. I, I give you that. Yeah. So, I mean, a cohesiveness. I give you a three. What kind of rating were you shooting for, Boz? Oh, this is a total PG. He's not. There's not. I think at one point he might say this is bullshit, which was just enough to bump it up to PG. This is more about a psychological thriller than it is, you know, a gory, <laughs> scary sex romp. This is a work zoom that gets creepy. 
All right. Could, All right. Could there be I'll like, like a Zack Snyder cut where there's an additional four hours of just gore and sex? <laughs> there always could be. Yeah. Um, so the B-roll. Could, yeah. could there be a Zack Snyder but, cut where there's just another four hours of just boring meeting? Yep. And That's then. Fair. And, and it will be in black and white, uh, and 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 it will be unrated, because once you get that unrated, man, now you gotta watch it. It's the oh, four boring unrated hours. Jesus, I wish Betty would shut the fuck up already. Well, Travis, we can also market it as we we can put you know um, banned in certain countries. Oh, just yeah. to braise that, like, oh, what's on this? Even though clearly right. it's, not, it's but, just you know. a boring production meeting. That's all. Ah, uh, your total comes to fifteen, good sir, which puts you at thirty, which right ties on, right you on. with James. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Unless Samantha just completely blows it, we're fine. Hey, I could still get a perfect twenty-five. You could. And. You know the fucking eagle. This Jim, back in time. this I've got to see. Now's your chance. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that giggle. Oh my God! Gotta... <laughs> oh man! All right. So this movie is going to deal with a very sensitive topic, and it's one that um, a lot of people don't talk about. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it, and that is the world the ugly side of competitive eating. Okay. I'm not talking about like the glamorous side, right? When you got the panel of like large men who are like just having the meat sweats as they're cramming avocado. Yeah. Processed foods in various, you know, shapes into their, their, their maw in an attempt to try and underground circuit. (laughs) Yeah. This is the gritty, Right, like when you go to Taiwan and you go to those underground (laughs) eating competitions. This is is a Tijuana taco bout, is what this is. (laughs) It's where we start in Tijuana. A Honda, uh, (laughs) a Hong Kong hot dog eating contest. Well, you know, (laughs) non-sanctioned, non-sanctioned. That's what allows uh, our main character to contract. Uh, a very specialized type of tapeworm that gives him a specialized ability to eat more than, say, a standard human could. Now, he now goes into the biggest competitive eating tournament. I'm talking Kobayashi's there, right? Joey Chestnut's fucking there, right? Uh, Gary, the the bottomless pit, Puchowski's going to be there. Uh, A dump truck's going to be there. I'm making up fucking names. I don't even give a shit. Everyone's going to be there. Um, And so... I'm on. He once said, you said dump truck, I'm on board. Yeah, Volvo everything else truck. is gravy, my friend. No yeah. pun intended. Ha ha! I love your energy. Okay, so uh, it's kind of like over the top, but more like over the belt buckle kind of a thing. So it's this guy. It's a story. Uh, he's uh, grown up trying to get into this tournament, and with the help of these tapeworms, he finally has the ability to consume so much food. Now then, it's taking its toll on his body. He can sense that. But his desire to go, he feels like if he could just win one more tournament, win one more tournament, get a little bit farther into the echelon of the Competitive Eating Hall of Fame, then his family of of very oddly shaped 
squatlings and 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 uh, um, uh, uh, weird shaped children, um, they uh, will be taken care of, right? Because uh, he was left by his illegitimate stepdad at an ice cream uh, truck when he was like nine. And uh, so he's that's kind of what sparked. His, he, he promised to get him money to get him an ice cream. And then he had to stay there and then became like a ward of the ice cream company. He had to like, you know, work there forever. It's long backstory. I don't want to get into that. So anyway, we're at the tournament, right? Everybody's fucking there. You know, it's sponsored by Dinty Moore. Like, we've got some big hit. we got some heavy hitters in the house, okay? So, uh, again, like, over the top, there's this tension building because his son is, like, a vegan and has a sense of shame, and he's just like, why are you fucking doing this? Why don't you just get a regular fucking job like a real dad should? And he's like, you don't understand my dream. And he's like, you don't understand your dream. And it's just like, ooh, good, solid, solid counterpoint. Um, and so right before the big, uh, finale, he's going up against like this tournament of champions. He's this dark horse. that's come out of nowhere. Right. And it's, um, a mozzarella stick eating contest and someone slips him some tainted ranch. Right. And it's sort of like the end of the wrestler, right. When, when Mickey Rourke understands that his career is about to die or whatever, and uh, uh, but he's up on the top rope and he's like, I can do it. I got one more in me. And that's this is how I want to go out is doing what I love for some mysterious reason. Uh, he pushes himself and, and wins uh, and then has like a massive stroke afterwards. Um, uh, and so uh, but he manages to hold on to it. And the name of the film is going to be The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Can the tagline of this be "You don't understand your dream"? Yes. <laughs> that was like, Can we get a score? No, like no, 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 no. The tagline is: "It's not how many times you throw up; it's how many times you chow down." Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking trap, dude. Oh my That's God. the tagline. Yes, yes it is. That's chill. Uh, I think I think Travis needs a couple of points. Added for that. <laughs> Travis, do you want points added? No, not no. a bit. He wants, <laughs> he wants, I, Travis I to yield give the majority of my points to Big Jim. Thank you. I take those. I take those points. I take those points. All right. All right. All right. Well, creativity. I'm gonna give you a five because that was fucking beautiful. Thank you. Competitive eating in an underdog story with a tragic ending. Fuck that shit sells. Underdog. Honestly, you had me at underground illegal eating competitions. (laughs) Outstanding. Organic. It was organic. Appeal. (laughs) I'm going to give you a solid four. Okay. I mean, you brought the vegan market into it and gave them a voice. So, I mean, that's something. But I took a point off for that. That's the Uh, voice of reason. (laughs) The voice of, like, you understand the amount of, like, tersites or whatever the fuck you're putting in your body every time you eat. 70 pounds of tube dog food. We do that on purpose. Thank you. Um, for marketability, I'm going to give you a five because I could see a- Coney Island dogs getting in on this fucking shit. Coney Island. Americans Oscar love Meyer. nothing more than cheap, nasty, <laughs> disgusting fucking food that's horrible for you with the slogan. We'll just get craft to sponsor the whole thing. Dude, <laughs> seriously. 
His like, training camp takes place at Bar S. Yeah. <laughs> like that really yes. shitty fucking like dollar That's right. goddamn hot dogs. Yeah, the bologna chow down. Absolutely. I'm loving it. Cohesiveness. I'm going to give you a four. That's, I mean, it's like a cast. You went a baby. bit on the tangent, but I, I, I stuck with you till the end there, and I was okay with it. Now, what rating were you, you calling arterial, but it's mostly clogged? Um, that too. <laughs> Let's see here as a rating. I'm going to say um, one of those, like, it's PG-13, but then you go and see it, and you're like, this should have been a fucking R. Are you kidding me? Like, how? 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 The it's, fuck? it's just one eating scene away from an R. We cut yeah. that one eating scene out, and... He's gonna eat his own internal organs, like by the way, like Mortal Kombat, like when like the ribs get broken. There's gonna be a lot of those like biopsy type shots, yeah, like you know, the the other guys when they're like falling. So, I'm gonna agree with you, I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna give you a four, Mm. which brings your total for second round to 22, (laughs) which puts you in the lead with 33. I thought he was 22 altogether. <laughs> no, no, sir. I don't know, man. That was just know. that round. You really <clears throat> knocked it out the park there, sweetheart. I give it yes. to you. <laughs> 100%. That doesn't even include the points I took from Travis. Doubly right. fair. Doubly fair. But we're not going to count those because I'm the judge and fuck you. Fair, fair enough. Oh, uh, I see the bubbles. Out. Oh, yeah. It's not how many times you throw up. It's how many times you chat. I mean, that is that was genius. It's perfect. It's that, was, that should be the name of the show. That should be the name of the fucking show. <laughs> There's still bubbles. How long is this title? <laughs> eh, not too long. I had to remember how to spell half of it. There you go. Shocked. Silence. Have fun with that, Sam. You got this. I even dropped this fucker in your wheelhouse. You got this. All righty. Uh, yes, I'm not sure who, uh, which uh, restaurant we ordered these uh, sushi models from, but mm, very homely. I'm definitely. Oh, I got them for you. <laughs> uh, up next, we have a young uh, lady named uh, Samantha. She was very vocal with our staff at the front door, so we figured we'd let her in before she <laughs> cut a bitch. Damn straight. Um, <laughs> I ain't scared. Uh, we, we very much understood that when you broke a chair over uh, uh, poor Gladys's head. Uh, she's three days away from retirement and two days into a coma. So well, I had to prove that wrestling was real. It's real to you. And Tombstone pile drivers ain't no joke. Samantha <laughs> Stark. Hello, producers and money givers. Just give me the money. That's fine. So, um, um, okay. So, solid pitch okay. to the point. <laughs> exactly. right. I'm gonna go make this movie, dude. Now. She killed Gladys. Just give her the fucking money. <laughs> um, bitch got a shank. <laughs> okay, let's take a step into the MCU. I think we can get them to work with us. No problem. So it's going to sort of piggyback off of the what if scenarios, because there is a what if series of zombies, but we're going to bring it into a different area. So one, 
they're going to use that big old machine and travel back in time again, but they get stuck and they get stuck not only in another time, but another dimension in another reality. So in this reality, vampires are real and you uh, and, and our Avengers get bit and turned into vampires. Now they're stuck in the seventies and the way you stave off hunger is going to the club and dancing some disco. That refuels your 70s vampire thirst. Yes. Yeah, so it's the adrenaline that keeps the hunger down and uh, keeps their serotonin up so they can continue fighting off vampires from killing other people because they're strong enough, but they, they need to go disco dance at least every two nights in order to not be hungry and maintain their humanity. And it's called Avenging Disco Vampires. Hmm. No. I got one note. Just one? And it's it's because <laughs> there, there is definitely a and a wizard appears moment in your pitch. Um, <laughs> And that is the whole, they need to dance to stay healthy. And, and all you had to do is say there needed to be high levels of cocaine in the blood that they drank. Ah, so every the- few nights they go to the club because the clubs are where the coked out people live. And coked out people don't sleep. So that would make sense. Absolutely. And they're going to be out at night. And you can slip in and you can dress in your Avenger costume all you want at a 70s disco club that is full of cocaine. As long as you have bell bottoms. That's right. All right. All right. All right. Sam, I have uh, I also have just one question for Mm -hmm. you. Uh, It breaks down into 17 parts. Okay. Um, The first seems fair. So logical. We are uh, obviously whenever we're dealing with the MCU, uh, we have different characters, different licenses. Um, so we're going to try and keep the cost kind of low. Uh, which particular uh, characters were you thinking about using uh, in this particular adventure? And or what are your thoughts on creating instead of just vampires, vampirates? Well, lots of one pack. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> As the MCU is growing, we're introducing new characters all the time. So this is a wonderful time to get people to know the lesser known characters. So I'm thinking, thinking, bring in a lot of the X-Men because there's a shit ton of those fuckers. And, you know, we could just sprinkle them in. Um, And all the the runaway uh, kids, uh, they can mm -hmm. all just die because that show sucks. So So sincerity with with he pitched vampires. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to pass personally on the vampires. Maybe that's more of a sequel thing. Okay, Sam. What's your rating? 13 years. The rating that I'm thinking is like a PG-13 plus. Okay. Mm, because there's going to be some blood, maybe some sexual, you know, because, you know, that the biting is very like sensual. So maybe not fully sexual, but some sensual scenes because uh, it's very intimate. So uh, like an NC, or not NC, uh, PG-13 plus, which is like between that and NC-17. Will it be- We call that an adequate, R. Will, will it be <laughs> adequate enough for adolescent boys uh, in order to pleasure themselves to spank bank material, essentially? Absolutely. None of the women are going to have anything above, like the, their suits are just going to be right above the nipples. Okay. 
Okay. I mean, do, do you see a lot of side boob in this? A lot of side boob with a lot mm. of glitter. I think the character's side boob should be in this. Uh, <laughs> that's where they get no bit, number. right in the side boob. That's that's how you turn. Oh, that actually, that's very sensual, I think. Like they go to the they, they go to bite you and you think they're gonna go for your neck. You're like, no, and like you cover it up and then they go for like the side. Exactly, because you're you're already blocking yourself, and that's you're yeah, leaving you that wide open. Your neck and they're just like, dude, there's way more better okay. in the tits in the side boob. I think Danny's had enough of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just getting warmed up. I don't know. So creativity. I'm giving you a two. God damn. Oh. A little low-hanging fruit to do the time travel vampire thing straight to the disco area. You could have put them in modern era and the outcast of the whole with group the, starting their own nightclub for fuck's sake. With a title, so I'm gonna like, give you a two. With a title like what? Appeal. I give you a two because let's face it, disco is awful, and so are vampires at this point. But it's superheroes, the toys, and, and the money. Marketability. I gave you a four. Mm, because okay. we could wrap some Morbius action into this shit, and the Marvel Universe would probably eat that the fuck up. True. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack, I mean, boom. You could Seriously. Along those lines, yeah. Cohesiveness. I gave you a three. Because let's face it, it did kind of make sense in a strange way. In a wizard there, there were three acts. It's fine. <laughs> now, your rating, I gave you a one because I want that fucker to be R rated as fuck. Cocaine, okay. blood, dancing, lots of nightclub sex, copious amounts of STDs. I mean, come on, you're really missing the mark here. So that brings your grand total up to a 12. Involved group sex. I'm just which if my math is correct, and I'm pretty good at math, I'm just terrible at everything else. Big Jim, you are the winner. I won point. 33 <laughs> points. You lost. Sam, you lost by one. What? Did she lose though? Did she? <laughs> I mean, no. But here's the kicker, Big Jim. You get to pitch a very special film. And this one is your bonus. Pitch this one to the rest of the crew. Oh my God. <laughs> His face. You're a sack of shit. You are. Travis, I'm backing you on this. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Fuck you, Karen. Fuck you. I want you to know that that Fuck was you, James's Karen. specialty pick. So, well, James can suck a bag of dicks as well. It's uh, not my fault you won bag. and you got the specialty. Take it away, right. Jim. Well, this is from very close to my heart. Uh, anyone that knows me knows that I love two things above just about everything else. And that's rodeo and little people. So this film is gonna be I get another kind of underdog story because I kind of feel like underdog stories are just uh, everyone loves a good kind of comeback tale. And uh, this is uh, about a little guy, I'm uh, sorry, a little person who uh, once upon a time, they were at the top of their game, but you know they were going to the, the, the little person rodeo after parties, right? And they were getting drunk and they were doing like Coke off of little people, uh, dancers, and uh, threw his tiny little life away, essentially. And uh, now he's trying to uh, make one last go of it. 
you know, they're going to take his tiny farm away and uh, he needs to, it's going to be a short film. It's only going to be 70, 70 minutes long, I think. So uh, he's going to need to get his old crew back together. So he gets together like a fellowship sort of, of a uh, little, you are not fucking Sarah, you sack of shit. Um, <laughs> you can eat those emojis. Um so this fellowship of, of little rodeo uh, uh, enthusiasts start a montage wherein they're trying to get back on the, the tiny horse, so to speak. And uh, it ends with uh, our main character in the, uh, in the shoot. And he gets the single scariest little bull that you know has ever existed. It's one that has killed every little person a cow poke, I guess. Um, they have uh, special nicknames for for uh, little people, um, rodeo uh, folk, uh, be like a daikini kind of a thing. And uh, so they put him on the worst, scariest uh, bull of all. And the movie just kind of ends with them opening up the tiny chute and him being thrust into the uh, arena and uh, the, the counter starting down from, uh, well, normally it's eight seconds for them before. Uh, and so as it's going to, it's slowly fading to black. So you don't really get to know what the end of the, uh, the, the film is. You don't know if he gets his victory or not. It kind of leaves you with a lot of introspective questions. Uh, but the film kind of, uh, uh, closes in on the na the name around the bull's neck, and the bull's name is Willow. Pieces of shit. That's going to be the name of the movie. I would have named the bull Mad Mardigan, but that's <laughs> Bev Morda uh, Arena is where it all takes place. <laughs> Ironically, they only serve brownies. I don't know. Uh, it's a very niche market. At uh, hey, half a brownie, yeah, it's a, again, it's a smaller uh, rodeo arena or whatever, rodette, I think. <laughs> oh. the joy you guys get at ruining this, this thing <laughs> I loved in my youth. In fairness, that was all James. Just saying, just get yeah, You're the one who chose to send it to him, though. Yeah, you could have sent me anything. Yeah, you you're the one, you're the one but... who chose him to win, knowing that that was coming. Not going to lie. So you're kind of the dick here. And square, so <laughs> you whooped you're all your asses. You're a cruel judge. Well, just next time I get to be master and commander, and judgment <laughs> will be swift <laughs> and brutal. James uh, knew what he was doing. He set me up for that. Jim, you and I will get together. We will find out Danny's favorite movie, and he can win, so he has to ruin his own favorite movie. No, because I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out for you again. It's, it's double. <laughs> I'll lay it out for you. My absolute favorite movie of all time is The Princess Bride. Okay. Nothing Sorry. bad to say about that movie. So exactly, <laughs> the, uh, it's literally almost perfect. Fucking glorious. The Lord of the Rings is a close second. But anyway, well, Jim, what do you what do you say you bring this shit show to a close and give us a Patreon please? <laughs> for the love of God, kill Mute. it. All right. <laughs> well, hello again, Internet. It's your old friend. Empty pockets, Jim. Now, 
people ask, where'd you get that nickname, Empty Pockets? And I say, ah, sorry, I didn't mean to break into your home. I'm just cold and hungry. And uh, you say, that's funny. Uh, I didn't, there's no real food or warmth in my wallet. And I'm saying, well, true, very true. Um, it's very hard to kind of cuddle up in a nice solid purse. This one's nice and roomy though. Um, but again, that's my problem. That's not your problem. Uh, I, I managed to scrape together enough sustenance uh, uh, based off of uh, apple cores and things that I find at discarded uh, carnivals and whatnot to keep me going throughout the week. But what would make that easier would take a little bit from you, a little help. We all need a little help every once in a while, am I right? <laughs> I'm asking you to co-sign for a loan, though. If you would like to co-sign for a loan, it would really help me out. Or uh, if you just, I don't know, if you have like a spare identity, I don't know, maybe you had like an uncle you didn't like that died and no one knew about it. And you just have like a fucking social security number floating around. Any little bit helps, okay? But you can, uh, if you don't want to get that involved, I understand. Fraud kind of scares a lot of people. It scares me too. Um, but what is reassuring to all of us is financial independence. And so uh, while we're asking for not much, just I'd say a solid 30% of your net income uh, would get you uh, set up with one, any number of our uh, echelons or a bleacher, whatever the fuck they're called, the things, the levels, the feeling counts or whatever. Um, Patreon levels, yeah, level one, level two, I don't know, I don't understand, there's a lot of Scientology involved. Um, but where there's no science or money is my bank account. And uh, if you wanna help make that change, uh, it's real easy. Uh, just go and uh, in the DM uh, section of my Facebook, you can just simply send me uh, a quick message to say, hey, Jim, I heard your message. Here is my bank code and that three little numbers on the back. Uh, I hope this helps. You know, because it, you know, it just lets me know that someone's there and someone cares and someone makes horrible life choices with their finances. It's her credit, all right? This country's circling the drain, all right? It's just like this show. It's circling the drain. We can't wait to flush it. So flush some money where it'll do some good, where it'll be like nutritionally beneficial to me and my offspring. And I don't know, it helps us buy hot dogs. The end. You know, my favorite part of Jim doing the Patreons is, is it just a stream of consciousness? <laughs> you don't know where it's going to go. He doesn't know where it's going to go. We go there together. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. It is. This and week's plea was freaking fraud. Give me your unused social security. <laughs> or your inheritance from your dead uncle. I mean, you know. It's just clunking up the place, right? <laughs> that you was just that money you didn't know you had. Just look, give it to not us. Only, you don't need it. Not only do I need your dead uncle's identity to, you know, commit fraud, but I also want to vote twice in the upcoming election. So, you know, just hand any, yeah, any game on or, or damaged uh, debit cards you can send care <laughs> of. Not another uh, fraud <laughs> case. <laughs> <laughs> Not another uh, bounce check, LLC. Um, yeah, so <laughs> outstanding. Well done, my friend. Well done. Yes, yeah, a little bit of desperation, a little bit of guilt, a little bit of threatening. Just a little um, bit. Yeah. You know, my favorite line of that working. was, "How did you get that nickname?" Oh, and my response is, "Oh, I'm sorry, I broke into your house." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cold and hungry. <laughs> but I'm a friendly guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> totally. Now, I promise if you stop squirming, I'll untie you. Just pay me money and we'll all call it a day. You know, it's show not me where deal. you keep your extra identifications. I just <laughs> need one. We just need passports and credit cards. I mean, come on. You weren't you weren't using all these valuables, were you? Because I'll nah. just take those for you. I'll just priceless take family heirlooms and shit. I mean, they and, just and, sit and, there and collect know. dust. Which yeah, of your kids just... are you the least attached to? Because I could get a cool grand for one of them. We, we need one to fill up our next subscription box. I mean, come on. You don't need it. I like how our Patreon play turns into straight up assault. Just on felonies. Our Just felony after felony after felony. Hey, again, I'm not I'm not making them do anything. I'm merely no. stretching some truths. Just elaborating on some strongly some advising margins that you know we're, we're facing, you know, and yeah, and strongly advising our problems. Look, I, problems. I feel like we should make a disclaimer here that all the crimes committed by Jim Willig are not endorsed or known by the other members of Not Another Podcast. I know them willingly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Sorry, Thank you. Travis. You don't Bye. want to do that. Trust me. Take that back. Take it. Back. Oh, Travis. <laughs> but I acknowledge you, you and accept you for the felon you are, Big Jim. That's love alleged. Right Allegedly, acquitted <laughs> several times. It's not. It's not proven until he's convicted. Okay. Exactly. A lot of people can't it's until proven guilty. I mean, that is the rule, right? Yeah. A lot of people can't go to the lower 38 states. Okay. It's not just me. Okay? <laughs> uh, On the next episode, <laughs> Jim will show you his psychic ability. All you have to do is send a picture of the front and back of your credit card, and he can guess how much money is in your account. Perfect. Great bal- yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, without, without, he, and I swear he won't Google or anything. He will just look at the front and back and he will guess the right amount as he puts it into his ATM. His what? name is the great master Cardini. Uh, Cardini. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave home without my powers. <laughs> uh, I check your balance. That might cost you. Just call Big Jim up. He'll he'll tell you what's up. <laughs> and for the low, low fee. Of, of your everything in life account. account. <laughs> we'll call it celestial overdraft. Yeah, celestial overdraft. <laughs> That's another contender for the name of the show. That's not bad. That's celestial not bad overdraft. Nice. Well done. Dibs on the, Dibs band, on the band name. name. <laughs> now we got to fight for it. <laughs> Still my band name. No, we'll just join forces and form celestial overdraft. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's gonna end up playing bass, isn't she? I call tambourine. Nice. I just have the ukulele. Well, actually, sweet. Our band is formed. There we go. Done. Done. I'm a. <laughs> okay, friends. Uh, right. I would apologize for this, but fuck you. You know what you, you knew <laughs> what you were doing. You knew. You, you knew. fucking knew when you, encouraged you downloaded it by this on episode. This. How dare you watch Willow? go appreciate that masterpiece uh we want to do a a a quick get well to bryce and his family they're dealing with some illnesses hopefully they'll be back next week uh until then hope you have a fine week hope you laugh a little 
and learn nothing. We'll see you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.